Podcast 156, The Conscious Obligation, was captured and framed in 17 chapters in publication 288 in ISBN 9789769689367. Ralph Linton has advocated that the culture of a society, as the way of life of its members, the collection of ideas and habits which they learn, share and transmit from generation to generation. In this space, abstractly speaking, the conscious obligation acts as a preference, but can be an analogy to humans who would be acting out their cognitive bias during their analysis, carefully examining global citizens' behavior in managing times in detail so as to identify causes. Metaphorically, it is evident that we humans are perceived as conduits I suppose because of the resemblance between what Abraham learned from the customs handed down from the beginning as a result of the repopulation of the world from Noah's time. In light of the aforesaid admission, contextually speaking, since a tithe is a portion, 10%, of your income given as an offering to your local church and the word tithe literally means tenth in Hebrew could there be ever a choice in interpretation furthermore a difference between tithe and tenth after much cogitation on this philosophized statement I was transported into the space of time immemorial through the lens of the annals of history. I benefited from this lived experience because I was inspired as a doctoral student. The knowledge I gained gave me the acumen to establish my imperatura to write publication 288 under the caption, The Conscious Obligation. The conscious obligation, when juxtaposed against the text, New American Standard Volume, Deuteronomy 14, 23, and 29, I quote, He chooses to establish his name, the tithe of your grain, your new wine, your oil, and the firstborn of your herd and your flock, so that you may learn to fear the Lord your God always. The Levite, because he has no portion or inheritance among you, and the alien, the orphan, and the widow who are in your town shall come and eat and be satisfied in order that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hand 
which you do. End quote. This technique exposed me to the characters, settings, events, and moods which were enlightening. I am better able to interpret the contents and context captured and framed in the said text New American Standard Volume Deuteronomy 14, 23, and 29. It reflects the conscious obligation. Additionally, the context and content seems to be obligatory for the Israelites to pay the tithe yearly in order to demonstrate their reverence for God always and also that the Lord their God might bless them in all the work that they undertook. Tithing an act of worship and stewardship according to New American Standard Version John 1, 1-3. It seemingly remains an important doctrine within the lives of humanity and particularly the precincts of many Christian denominations according to Wikipedia, such as the Congregationalist Churches, Methodist Churches, and Seventh-day Adventist Church, according to the New American Standard Volume. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. The information gleaned from the aforesaid can create an academic spiritual space to determine whether tithes and the Christian doctrine are inextricably linked. If this is true, I suppose the genesis of this activity could very well be part of its origins within the ancient sphere and plausibly handed down from time in memorial. This logic guides my consciousness into thinking that it is presumed that tithes are part of the culture. Ralph Linton has advocated that the culture of a society as the way of life of its members, the collection of ideas and habits which they learn, share and transmit from generation to generation. This philosophized statement certainly captures our attention and our imagination, since it has and will always be debated within every genre until eternity, for many reasons such as human extremism, which includes neglect, Malachi 3, 8, 10, manipulation, Matthew 23, 1-4, excessiveness, Luke eleven forty two, complexness, and it creates a forum to ask a question. The case in point, who gets what? Is it prudent? Why? It is prudent is the question should be asked. All things being equal, the more that I navigated this journey, I was compelled to cogitate more on this topic on several counts. One, global citizens' behavior. Two, managing tithes. Three, tithing is very intricate. Four, whether ecclesiastic should cogitate whether their income is from the Creator. And five, whether their tithe is a tithe of the tithes, according to New American Standard Volume Numbers 18, 20 to 32.
The origin of these questions may be as a result of what is reported in the Bible that the first tithe was for the support of the priests, Levites, worship workers, the upkeep of the tabernacle, and later the temple. Much later, synagogues would be included. New American Standard Volume, Numbers 18, 20-32. I quote, The second tithe was to be used by the family for an annual holy celebration at the sanctuary. New American Standard Volume, Deuteronomy 14, 22-27. The third tithe was for the care of the Levites, orphans, widows, the destitute, and foreigners who were in need. End quote. Deuteronomy 14, 28-29. I quote, At the end of every third year, you shall bring out all the tithe of your produce in that year and shall deposit it in your own town. The Levite, because he has no portion or inheritance among you, and the alien, the orphan, and the widow who are in your town, shall come and eat and be satisfied in order that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hand which you do. End quote. Now that I am more enlightened on this topic, what I can state emphatically as a result of my research is the underpinning of this discourse involves a matter of the heart, according to New American Standard Volume, Matthew 6, 21. I quote, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. End quote. The offering in Christianity is a gift of money to the church, which is not considered a Christian's payment of his or her tithes, according to Wikipedia. This notion of giving a tenth is not anything new. In fact, Jacob's statement, I quote, And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you, end quote, according to New American Standard Volume, Genesis 28, 22, alludes to giving. Evidently, Jacob's behavior and his expression synchronize. They explicitly suggest and implies that Jacob understood the tithing and giving doctrine principle. He either reasoned it out or it was revealed to him and or it was also part of the culture. It appears that the giving of a tithe have a very personal meaning. Furthermore, according to BibleStudyTools.com dictionaries, I quote, the donation of a tenth portion or tithe was common apparently because most peoples counted in tens and based on ten fingers, end quote. In my line of reasoning, since God has created all these things, including the land, according to New American Standard Volume, Genesis 1, 26-28, I quote, God also created man in his own image and provided humans with a free will as opposed to God's sovereignty, according to American Standard Volume, Romans 7.19 And according to New American Standard Volume, Proverbs 
The complexities of this topic motivated me to continue drilling down. This action created a reaction because I was in a position to capture a close-up view with my metaphoric lens. This lens allowed me to capture explicit details of the various tithes. Tithe 1 was from the first fruits of the yearly produce as it came in true harvesting, Leviticus 27, 30-32, New American Standard Volume, Leviticus 27, 30-32. Thus, all the tithe of the land, of the seed of the land, or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. If, therefore, a man wishes to redeem part of his tithe, he shall add to it one-fifth of it, 20%. For every tenth part of herd or flock, whatever passes under the rod, the tenth one shall be holy to the Lord. End quote. Tithe 2 was for landowners only. After the first fruits, tithe was given. A tenth of the remains nine-tenths was to be set aside, end quote. Tithe three was a special tithe taken from the second tithe or in addition to it given every third year and set aside for communal distribution. New American Standard Volume, Deuteronomy 14, 28, 29, I quote, At the end of every third year, you shall bring out all the tithe of your produce in that year and shall deposit it in your town. The Levite, because he has no portion or inheritance among you, and the alien, the orphan, and the widow who are in your town shall come and eat and be satisfied in order that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hand which you do. End quote. Abstractly speaking, the conscious obligation acts as a preference but can be an analogy to be human who acted out their cognitive bias during their analysis, carefully examining global citizens' behavior in managing tithes in detail so as to identify causes. I have concluded that we humans are perceived as conduits, metaphorically because of the resemblance between what Abraham learned from the customs handed down from the beginning as a result of the repopulation of the world from Noah's time. The aforesaid events and testimonies have the signatures of the conscious obligation written all over them. Contextually and logically speaking, we can assume that if and when we follow and comprehend God's command, according to New American Standard Volume, Matthew 23, 23, Luke 11, 42, the same also condemns the Pharisees for their tedious commitment to one part of God's law, the tithe, while neglecting the weightier matters of justice, mercy, and faithfulness. I quote, then he states, these you ought to have done without neglecting the others. End quote. I think that Jesus' interpretation concerning tithing should help us practitioners 
even though we may cheerfully give our monetary tithes to our family church to support the upkeep of its various ministries, functions in society. People will be people, regardless of our demographics, geographical space we occupy, and our orientation in whether it was the Old Testament, the New Testament, or this era. We should balance our behavior by ensuring we place the right emphasis on our attitude in areas of love, mercy, faithfulness, and forgiveness on a daily basis in accordance with New American Standard Volume, Matthew 5, 17, and New American Standard Volume, Matthew 23, 23. In my view, Jacobs's verbiage highlighted in the text New American Standard Volume Genesis 28-22 is not only a theory, but it helped to explain some of the things already shown in this thesis, The Conscious Obligation. This thesis has a collage of human extremism, namely neglect, manipulation, and excessiveness. These inconsistencies help to determine whether the conscious obligation ISBN 9789769689367 were correctly identified. Finally, now that I have deconstructed this topic and juxtaposed Jacobs's statement, I quote, and of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you, end quote, captured and framed in New American Standard Volume Genesis 28:22. Against the definition, Tyvan is explicit and implies that Jacob understood the Tyvan doctrine principle. He therefore reasoned it out, or it was revealed to him, or it was just part of the culture. In all plausibility, Jacob and all the characters identified in this text appeared to practice the conscious obligation. Importantly, Wikipedia has advocated that the Bible captured the point that everything belongs to God according to the book of New American Standard Volume, John 1, 1, 3. I quote, We are stewards of his resources. Our stewardship of possessions begins with the tithe. When the proverbial dust is settled, I humbly submit that the conscious obligation acts as a preference but can be an analogy to humans who would be acting out their cognitive bias during their analysis carefully examining global citizens behavior in managing times in detail so as to identify causes was captured and framed in 17 chapters in publication 288 in ISBN 9789769689367 in podcast 156